Hello and welcome to another episode of Discussions with Kate. We've got Kate back here to talk about some of the important information that's been happening in industry recently. You've been to a, a few meetings, I understand. What were they about and what was going on in those meetings? Yes, well, obviously, post Easter, um, we've resumed back into business as normal um, and have gone back into those discussions with government ministers uh, on our regular steady pace of, of identifying the issues and challenges that the, biz- the industry's got, um, keeping them informed in real time about what's happening on the ground, um, and also then looking ahead at the, the longer term strategies and implementation of those strategies. So three big meetings that, that we've had or have got coming up, um, w- one with the business secretary, uh, looking at uh, sort of measures that are needed to, to promote entrepreneurship across the economy as a whole. Um, one with the, the Hospitality Sector Council looking at implementation of the Hospitality Recovery Plan. And then we've also got coming up this week the Tourism Industry Council again looking at how can we push forward on the measures that are needed to help recover the tourism sector, recover values and volumes. Um, and then finally uh, a meeting with a number of other trade bodies and business groups with the energy industry to try and look at common solutions to the energy crisis. So uh, a big full programme of meetings uh, really picking up post the spring statement, what are the next steps that are needed to get business going? And I think that the key area that we've been focusing on is making sure that ministers and and civil servants and advisors understand that the cost of doing business is is feeding into the cost of living crisis. So if you want to solve cost of living for consumers, you need to look in the round at the costs of doing business. And as we know, those costs of doing business rising inexorably um, over the course of the last month or two uh, we had the the supply chain pressures that came up through through post-covid um, that were already fueling inflationary pressures and cost price inflation pressures exacerbated by ukraine and then made worse by the government's own measures of increasing the vat rate um, increasing the national living wage by such an extent and the nic tax so really the cost of doing business increasing exponentially um, our latest membership survey suggests that that is now running input cost price inflation now running at about 15 to 18 percent across the sector. That's fueling double digit price increases for consumers. And obviously at this month in particular, when consumers are starting to feel the cost of living crisis in their wallets, you've then got that concern about those price increases dampening down demand. And you're seeing that um, in the course of the last week where the retail sales, it was anticipated they would slip off in March, that um, they would be 03 to 0.5% lower. In actual fact, 1.5% lower um, than the, than they had been. And so therefore you can see consumer confidence taking a hit. Um, as we've seen throughout this pandemic, consumers reacting immediately. So talk about war in Ukraine, talk about uh, a, a squeeze on cost of living, talk about energy bills, talk about um, £2,000 a year worse off and consumers immediately the next weekend stop going out, stop spending. And that has to be the big fear for the, the hospitality sector. So really... Our discussions with government are about how can we get some headroom into these businesses to give them the ability to make a profit, the ability to remain viable, um, and in particular looking at energy 
bills that are that are going through the roof? Um, is there a, an, a, a, a similar kind of price cap that you can look at for, for business customers? Can we look at a pause on green levies, which make up 60 to 70 percent of energy bills just while we go through this crisis? And then also the longer term reform packages that the Chancellor set out in the spring statement um, reform of corporation tax and capital allowances and business rates um, in the short term, looking at the sort of yeah, over the next six months, what can we do to ease those pressures and to give uh, businesses the incentives to be able to invest and, and regenerate and recover. Um, root and branch reform of business rates remains top priority for us. Um, but second to that and tied in with our workforce strategy and the need to tackle the labour shortage, We've also looked at could we reform the apprenticeship levy to be able to allow that to be used for training that would really boost productivity, would help us to recruit people into the industry and get most importantly, get people work ready. We know that after two years of COVID, lots of young people have no work experience, have no transferable skills. We can play our part in levelling up, but only if we have the headroom to be able to do that. So big Big, big areas that we're talking about. And of course, overlaid on top of that, every meeting that we have at the moment at a political level is looking at the impact of Ukraine um, and the longer term impact. It's quite clear that this is not going to be a short, sharp shock. This is a sustained economic shock. This is a uh, a sustained period of higher inflation that we're going to have to be facing um, and we need to make sure that the government is thinking longer term rather than those immediate crisis measures and that that longer work longer uh, look forward. You mentioned there just before on the workforce and trying to grow that workforce back. We obviously have spoken about this before on, on previous podcasts, but there's the Hospitality Rising campaign that's still ongoing. I think it's doing quite well, but more support for that would be great. How are we getting on with that campaign? Well, that campaign is really critical because this is going to be funding national TV advertising, digital advertising, multimedia communications out to young people over the summer period and it's about attracting the largest volume of people to consider hospitality as a career um, and in order to have that impact in order to be able to get out and do national tv advertising which is what we all agree we need we do need to have funds so every penny that comes into hospitality rising is directed at buying that media we've got great creatives we've got great strategic advertising brains we've got the best in the business from um the ones who did the recruitment campaigns for the army for the navy google Google's um, digital advisors. So we know we can deliver something fantastic, but we do need that money in order to fund the spend. At the moment, we are currently looking at around £700,000 committed from the industry. So we're just short of that million pound target to have the biggest bang for buck that we can. Um, we have another month of fundraising that we can, can can do to try and get that up to that that pot but then we will start working on the creatives from the end of May and for those people who pay into the campaign their jobs will be advertised in an exclusive hospitality jobs board that will be going out to those young people to those careers advisors in schools to be able to get them front and centre so there is not just the sort of um a contribution to the good of the industry so we lift all boats and we get more people into the industry there is also a practical tangible output that means your jobs get advertised and you can find more information on that how to donate to that campaign on our website just go to ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash hospitality rising
Also, another campaign that's out there at the moment that you may have heard or seen of is the Thank You Day, which hopefully should help support businesses with uh, that cost of doing business and getting recovery going. So what's the Thank You Day about? Well, this is part and parcel of of the the celebration of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee this year. So this year we have an extra bank holiday. The late May bank holiday has been pushed together with a new bank holiday for the Jubilee to mark the Jubilee, which means we've got a four day weekend. The government over the course of that weekend, so that from the Thursday until the Monday, has also extended licensing hours. Um, So automatically premises from Thursday night will be have their hours extended from 11 o'clock till to one o'clock. Um, if they don't have extended hours going through. Um, And and really, that is a sort of thank you and a commemoration day to mark the Queen's service over 70 years, uh, but also to be able to come together as communities after two years of of turbulent times to be able to say thank you to the heroes within our communities who've got us through that um, and capitalising on that that benefit, not just the economic stimulus, but the social stimulus, the health and well-being that you get from that longer weekend, that community and um, national celebration, um, a group of business organisations led by the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Together Coalition have uh, called on the government to make that a permanent extra bank holiday. So going forward from from next year, can we can we have an extra bank holiday? We only have eight in England, um, fewer than any other of the, the home nations, but also fewer than you've got across Europe. Um, and you've got businesses as diverse as the, the CBI, UK Hospitality, Camera, um, Siemens, uh, a lot of um, manufacturing businesses that have not supported it before, all coming together to say that for, for good community health and well-being and social benefits, an extra bank holiday would add value to the economy um, and would add value to their workers. So we're, we're hoping that we can secure an extra bank holiday from 2023 onwards. Is there anything members can do to support that effort? Is it just supporting it on social media? Yes, I think it's supporting it on social media. So there was an open letter that was sent by the coalition and the Archbishop of Canterbury to the Chancellor and the Prime Minister yesterday. Um, it's on our Twitter feed and our social media feeds. Um, it's it's retweeting and lending support. It is signing up um, and, and uh, on social media uh, adding their company names to endorse that. Um, and uh, obviously, if you want to, just let us know, drop us a line and say you do support it. Um, we had businesses across the sector who've already signed up, Marriott, Punch, or a couple of the businesses that signed up yesterday. Um, let us know, and then we can add that pressure to the government as we go forward and talk about it. Because key to the hospitality sector recovery plan and the tourism recovery plan is what do you do to stimulate demand? And if you're not going to keep the AT at 12.5%, which we all know would have been the best way to stimulate demand in an inflationary environment, then you do need something to drive people out to go on holiday, to have a break, to go and eat and drink out or to have community celebrations. And a bank holiday is a great way to do that. Sounds like a no-brainer. So hopefully government will uh, will go along with that and make that a permanent bank holiday. I'm sure we'd all be very happy to have that. Um, you covered a lot of stuff there. And I think quite a few of those bits are actually in our manifesto, which we put out earlier this month. So if anybody wants to kind of have an idea about some of the areas we're working on, do head over to that page. It's ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash local elections. Kate, did you want to comment on any of that? I was just going to add on the local elections point. I think that is that is key going forward in the current environment we've got. We are pushing really hard with government to look at where are the regulations that can be cut? What's the red tape that can be taken off? And what are the biggest issues that inhibit our growth and planning and licensing are two of the biggest. So there's a lot of work that will be done to local authority level post those local elections. 
Thank you. And we will, of course, keep our members updated on how that work progresses throughout the year. And hopefully we'll see some some good collaborative work there with the local authorities around the UK. Thank you, Kate, for all the information. And we'll be speaking to you again very soon. I hope to get another positive update from you. Thank you so much.